It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, that was a hockey game. And we'll be talking about it here on the Blackhawks postgame show. 720 WGN, Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars tonight, 4-1. to They wrap up the season series. Dallas taking three out of the four games. And if you are one of the Blackhawks fans that was here at the United Center, on your way home, another stick tap to the engaged crowd that always is here each and every night. A uh, little bit of a Bronx cheer after it took a while for the Hawks to get their first shot on goal. And then continuing that, as it was a rough night for the Hawks to get the offensive things going. Great to see Tyler Johnson finally get the monkey off his back. Great to see a, a few strong strides from some of the young guys, but a, a tough one for the Hawks tonight as they fall to Dallas 4-1. to We're going to head on up to the radio booth and bring in Troy Murray, uh, a.k.a. the prankster of the radio booth, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but, Troy, this was uh, a tough one for the Hawks to get going pretty much the entire night. However, you know, I, I will give them credit for, and John mentioned this in the broadcast too, even if they are down and down by a couple goals in the third period, they're not just rolling over. And once again, I, I did see them kind of pick up their intensity in the third period. You know, it was a frustrating game, I, I would think, for the Blackhawks. And that... It filtered through to the goaltender, Alex Daylock, who got uh, a game misconduct near the end of the third period, and, and Mrazek had to come into net, uh, and also he had an unsportsmanlike conduct. I think that was a buildup of the frustration in this game. Just It just felt like the Blackhawks couldn't get any rhythm. They couldn't find uh, a groove in this game. Um, they, they had some spurts every now and then, but really, when you look at it, they had four shots in the first period, none tested Ottinger the goaltender for Dallas, they had one shot through the first 15, 16 minutes of the second period, and, and you're down 3 nothing, and, you know, you're, you're looking for something to build on. It just didn't happen in this game, and, and it's not because of lack of effort. They worked hard, but I, I don't know, um, you know, how they, they... I mean, they chased the play. They chased the score, and they chased the play. Dallas kind of just... It, dictated everything in this game and, and were able to control the game and, and just not let the emotion or momentum go in favor of the Blackhawks at all through 60 minutes. So give them credit. That was a strong road game, and I'm sure that their coach, Pete DeBoer, would would uh, concur with me as far as, you know, that's exactly what you want to do, come into an opposition building. For the fans here at the United Center who really wanted to get some excitement going, you know, just didn't have that opportunity in this game. Yeah, it is an important two points for Dallas. They now move up to a second-place tie with the Colorado Avalanche at 94 points apiece. Um, however, with the win percentage, that might be a, a differentiation in between there somewhere. Uh, you were mentioning Alex Vlasic kind of providing most of the energy, if not all the energy, at the beginning of the stage, uh, the beginning stages of this game. I thought. He, and then especially later on, Wyatt Kaiser and Anders Bjork also doing a nice job of just making notice in this game. I think when you look at the ice time in this game, Seth Jones way down from his average 18 and a half minutes. Uh, Connor Murphy, who ended up missing the, the tail end of this game, was under 17 minutes. And those are guys that absorb some pretty big minutes. And you look at 
um, Wyatt Kaiser over 18 minutes in this game and Vlasic just under 20 minutes in this game. So I think that that was a pretty easy read for the, for the coach as well to see that these guys had some energy where the rest of the guys didn't. And it's been a grind and it's been a, it's been tough mentally to, to go through this whole stretch of what's been going on and not getting results for it. And so you bring in some fresh guys, and, and I say Kaiser's a fresh guy. He's still excited about being in the NHL. And, you know, some of the veteran players, you know, their levels just dropped off a little bit here. And if you get something going early, you can get emotionally invested in the game. If not, you know, you look at the guys that are coming up here and, and Vlasic getting his first game uh, in, in about a year, I guess. It showed like a lot of emotion and a lot of intensity in this game. So I really liked what he brought to the table. You'd like to see everybody do that, but you also understand the situation and why Kaiser and why Velasic probably bought, brought more energy to the table than the average guy on the on the roster here tonight. But we'll say the uh, extracurricular activities we had going on in the booth today was very enjoyable. I, I think <laughs> I think you've uh, you've topped your prank. One of my favorite ones is when. When Chris Bowden was running up to the bathroom or something, you, you unclipped his bag and threaded the handle of the bag through the back of the chair and then reclipped it. And when it was his turn, his time to come down to the booth, uh, down to the basement of the United Center, he's trying <laughs> to figure out how to unravel the bag through the chair, and he can't figure it out. And he's like, how, how did this happen? And then he looks over at you, and you're just chuckling the entire time, and he almost pushed you out of your chair. But uh, I don't know, Troy. I, I think you topped yourself tonight with, with the prime rib prank. Well, my partner, John, is sitting right here, and he, he tried to take a, a bench um, out of the Boston airport one time. <laughs> somehow his bag got wrapped around the leg of the bench and when it was time to board he was bringing the uh the bench with him oh okay so that's not the first time you've done that (laughs) i'm not saying i did it i'm just saying i was a witness to it i was a witness it was funny what happened what was happening with chris bowden i don't know how it happened but it just somehow did and got twisted up there tonight i was actually put up to this prank so I have to admit that I did it. It was uh, something that had to be done uh, for a sponsorship, and it's going to be on the board here at the United Center on Saturday for April Fool's Day. Um, but the, the look on John's face when he didn't get the big piece of prime rib that you and I did was priceless. <laughs> because he enjoys it way more than we do. I know That's that. True. That's true. And I was talking with... Uh with Cindy, who does a great job up there at the media uh, food area, and she was talking about the mastermind behind the whole setup of the fake plate, which was constructed of wet noodles, popcorn, peanut M&Ms, maybe some uh, uh, some malt balls. But, uh, man, that, <laughs> that, that was all worth it, o- only because we knew John was going to get the prime rib. But like you said, it was like, it was like a dog waiting by his food bowl, wagging his tail, smiling at the owner, and they set it down, and it's like one pebble of food, and uh, the reaction was was fantastic. You're right; you have you have to see it, and fans are going to on uh, on April Fool's Day up at the video board. That uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was worth it was worth seeing the look on his face. Well, and I think I mean you just kind of point out that the best way to perform a prank is, you know, take something that someone really likes and really enjoys and really gets excited for and, and just uh, um, surprise them with the exact opposite 
and and just totally uh, lose their trust in in what you give them. But uh, yeah, it, it was a fun time, and uh, glad glad we can uh, still goof around and have a fun time like this, uh, even even with a rough game. But that's what it's all about. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we certainly you know enjoy our time here in the booth. Everybody's been around, and I've been switching back and forth with Kaylee. who's done an excellent job here on on the radio, and uh, when I'm not around, so. You know, games like this, they happen. And for Dallas, again, this was a big game for them, and they, they had to shut down the Blackhawks, and they, they know that the Blackhawks don't have the firepower, and they just kind of kept it that way and clogged up the middle of the ice. They know that they have a good goaltender, and they did what they needed to do in this game. And for the Blackhawks, it was just, you know, they, they chased the puck around. And it, the effort was there, but sometimes in these type of games, it just gets very frustrating because you can't get anything uh, anything accomplished. And Dallas, any time that there was maybe one or two opportunities that the Blackhawks had, you know, they, they, they're a veteran team and they have veteran players that they know how to play in those situations and take away that momentum. Um, I, I didn't feel that Dallas completely pulled away from the Blackhawks in this game. They just game. They just kind of methodically went about their business, scored on a power play. There was one goal that Stalock would probably like to have back early on in the game. Uh, you certainly couldn't fault them on, on the other ones. He was frustrated. But these are one of the games that I think, if you ask the players, very frustrating because they couldn't get anything going and because they are just kept chasing the puck and they couldn't touch it and they couldn't make plays and and, and I've been in those games before, and it is very frustrating. So, you know, they have to forget that, rebound, and come back against the Blues on Thursday night. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the, the main takeaway now is to just move forward and get focused for the next game. And, uh, again, the Hawks do have just a lot of repetitive hockey towards this final stretch of the regular season, a game on Thursday, a game on Saturday, road trip shortly after that. And before you know it, the season is all wrapped up. But all right, Troy. Thanks as always. Great stuff as always. And, uh, boy, can't wait to see what happens on Thursday up there in the radio booth. <laughs> I, got, I got to look over my shoulder. I, <laughs> but I, and I will say this <laughs> real quickly. In Boston, I think I, I went to use the restroom, and <laughs> he's still sitting here, and he's just kind of laughing. He, he did try to get me back, but I, I just looked down and undid my bag <laughs> I pulled it. It's like you're not going to get me that quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like uh, John. If if you're listening, don't don't plan to uh, serve us prime rib on Thursday and and serve yourself and me net first and then Troy last because I, I think we'll have an idea of where where it's going. But uh, <laughs> we'll uh, may, maybe I'll help out John and we'll we'll try to team up and get you back somehow. But I also fear for that because I don't know if I want to be on the other end of this war as well. And we do thank Queenies for uh, supplying us yes. with, with the prime ribs today. They were uh, they were excellent, so we, we do thank them. Of course, they they always are, and yes, they they were fantastic. And uh, like I said, the best part of the whole prank is we all ended up getting prime rib at the end of the day. So so good on you, Troy. More more stuff like that. <laughs> all right, pal. Great stuff. I will talk to you in a couple of days. All right, sounds good, Joe. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman with the call tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Dallas Stars 4-1 to here at the United Center. 
we did not have a perfect play of the first period, which is sponsored by Perfect Home Services, but we did have a perfect prank, and we just told you about it. So remember, for all your home's heating, cooling, and plumbing needs, nothing less than perfect will do. This was a rough game tonight. There, there's really not too much to, to break down from it in terms of the X's and O's. Luke Richardson already chatted with the media. We're going to hear from him. Uh, looks like we're going to hear from Tyler Johnson as well. He was able to score tonight. The Blackhawks' only goal, uh, Tyler Johnson ending his 14-game goalish drought with the goal, and also uh, just great to see him be rewarded because the past couple of nights he's really been trying to find the back of the net and uh, finally gets rewarded tonight. The Hawks were one shy, I should say the Hawks and the Stars were one shy of hitting the over tonight. It was at 5.5. If you were listening to the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show, we recommended a Dallas Stars goal first to begin the game and a Max Domi point as well. Those were both payouts. Um, Dallas scored first tonight for the 45th time this year. That's good for third in the NHL. And the Hawks, even though they've gotten off to good starts lately during this rough stretch, um, they do still have a knack for giving up the first goal of the game. And as Troy had mentioned, this was this is a very important two points for the Dallas Stars, still fighting to uh, get their way up in the Central Division, a, a division where they were leading for the majority of this season. And now all of a sudden the Minnesota Wild are at the top spot with 95 points, but now Dallas just one point behind them, but tied with the Colorado Avalanche. Neither Minnesota nor Colorado played today, so... Uh, the standings will stay that way for another night. But this was a difficult one for the Hawks to um, generate anything offensively. And I think Troy brings up a good point that once you find yourselves down, and especially down 2 nothing in the first period, it's difficult to get that energy going. It's difficult to uh, really turn things around against a good team like Dallas. If they're playing a different team and they're down 2 nothing, maybe they can... Uh, get something going, but Dallas came in very determined, and, and they were able to get the job done. Uh, but this is not one of those games where we're here telling you about the Blackhawks basically did everything right except win the game. That has happened in the past. That wasn't the case tonight. But uh, again, I do still like the effort in the third period because that just goes to show you this team still feeling like they have something to fight for no matter the score, no matter the status of the game. Uh, good to see Tyler Johnson get on the board, and I thought some real good flashes, especially from Alex Vlasic, but also Wyatt Kaiser and Anders Bjork as well. Our Player with the Most Heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. We're going to give it to Alex Vlasic, who made his NHL debut this season. He appeared in a handful of games last year with the Hawks, and honestly, I thought he made some decent strides last year but Troy Murray had mentioned, you know, he's another guy where the Blackhawks wanted him to really excel down in Rockford, to really utilize that time. And another thing about him being such a big guy, they definitely want him to get more comfortable with his body and be able to use it as best as he can. And that's a lot of what Troy Murray was talking about that Vlasic did well tonight, using his reach, using his his long range and his physicality in tonight's game. I thought you saw a lot of that, and he was the most energized guy out of the ice. Uh, I'm sure him getting back up to the NHL plays a big part of that. 
But again, that's what you want to see from some of these younger guys. Uh, Wyatt Kaiser doing the same thing towards the third period, uh, getting involved in some offensive chances. He did pick up his first NHL point this year with an assist on Tyler Johnson's goal. He also showed some physicality as well, just had a really good shift in that third period, uh, almost setting up an offensive chance. And then... um, on the other end of the ice, uh, getting physical with one of the stars against the boards. And Anders Bjork, too, who really made a great impact as soon as he joined the Blackhawks, but then unfortunately had to uh, sit some time out with an injury. He has been back. He's been able to get a little bit more comfortable. I believe this is his third game back since uh, coming back from injury. And uh, doing a really good job of keeping plays alive in the offensive zone. Those are the positives I thought came from tonight's game. Limited, but again, you still want to point out what you like to see from this team, especially from the young core. Uh, So that's why I think it's worth noting. We're going to tell you about the three-star selection before we hear from the Blackhawks locker room and their head coach, Luke Richardson. But our three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number three star is Jake Ottinger tonight. He had 18, make it 17 saves against the Hawks tonight. Their lone goal coming from Tyler Johnson. Tyler Sagan, the number two star, he picked up the game's first goal. It came on just the second shot on goal of the night. And the number one star, Joe Pavelski. Jumbo Joe also with a goal tonight. He had the third goal for the Dallas Stars, came in the second period, uh, his lone point of the night. But Dallas really spreading their offense in this one. Uh, I believe 12 different, yeah, 12 different players all picked up a point in tonight's game. Max Domi, the former Blackhawk, being one of them. We've got a lot more to get to, but we've got to get to a break first. We're going to hear from Tyler Johnson, Luke Richardson, Later on on the post-game show, and we'll take your calls, we'll take your texts, 312-981-7200. Give us a ring or send us a message. This is the Blackhawks post-game show after a 4-1 loss to the Dallas Stars at the United Center. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars tonight, 4-1 from the United Center. For the Hawks, it's their sixth consecutive loss. They're now unfortunately being outscored 26-7 during that stretch. They have seen better days, and... Ironically, the start of their road trip before this homestand was a really good one. Uh, Remember, they beat the Boston Bruins in the home game before that road trip started, then a big road win against the Nashville Predators, and then that's when everything kind of went south uh, after that game on that road trip, starting the six-game losing skid. The previous two games, we saw a pretty solid effort from this Blackhawks team, but um, tonight not quite the case. And if you're one of those Blackhawks fans frustrated with The effort you saw tonight, Luke Richardson sounds like he was also uh, pretty frustrated. Let's hear what the head coach had to say. There have been enough games this year where even if you lost, it feels like you guys have been in the whole time. Is this one of those tonight where it just never really felt like you were where you needed to be? Yeah, I thought the first period we we just weren't great. We couldn't string together two passes. It was just a bit sloppy on our part. And, uh, you know, I think when that started like that, uh, we just kind of stopped moving our feet. Uh, I think it was... uh, uh, by the end of the second period, we, we had a couple shifts there that finally got us going. And, uh, you know, it gave us a little life for the third period, and we skated a little bit, but obviously it was a little too late by then. But, uh, yeah, no, that was one of the few games this year we just didn't have skating legs, and um, uh, we just didn't look good. 
you know, I mean, uh, you know, spirit in there and uh, energy, and we've been really working hard as a team and kind of still staying connected. And and tonight we weren't. So finally, we showed a little bit of sign uh, at the end of the second and the third. So that that's you know what we have to take into the next game and start that next game like that. But you know what. Um, we we know that we're not as deep as a, a big team like Dallas, but uh, we can still you know we can still work and, and um, you know put pressure on them with a good system play and uh, that just wasn't there at the beginning of the game tonight and you know it hasn't happened that many times so we got to learn from it and hopefully take the difference from the end of the game to the beginning of the game with a little bit more life, a little more f- physicality and uh, mo- definitely moving our legs. It's gonna you know help us get through the end here. Did you have an issue with the stay lock hit? Uh, I, I don't really know exactly what the rule is. Like I know he was, you know, just a touch out of the crease, but he's trying to make a play on the on the puck. And I, you know, Glenn Denny's making a play on the on the puck as well. So I don't I don't know exactly what the rule is, but I understand and you know his frustration with what he's gone through this year and being run over a few times and having uh, you know issues whether it's concussion or or different issues with his neck or, or whatever it is. So definitely we'll always back our goalie uh, because he's a battler and and you know he's not he's not diving when he's uh, you know and pretending he's hurt. He's been run over pretty heavily this year a few times. So we definitely want to protect the goalies and uh, you know if the calls aren't there to protect them then we're going to have to do a better job. What did you think of Vlasic in his first game? Up yeah, he was good. I thought, you know, he, he had a tough first shift. I think Murph gave him a tough pass in his skates and got him off to a rocky start. But I thought he skated well and closed uh, closed uh, a little bit with his stick a few times. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it's just his first game. So, you know, I think once in the second period he got caught following up on a, on a pass. The forward didn't get it in, and he just tried to help, and it turned into almost a three-on-one the other way. So we just talked to him about, you know, playing his position and, not kind of moving forward when the play's coming at you, little things like that. He'll settle in. I thought he, he looked really, uh, really good for his first game. So it's encouraging, and uh, for him to just get more comfortable and get even more aggressive, uh, killing plays in the D zone. And, and you can saw it a couple times when he stripped pucks and took off with it, made that first pass. That's what he's been doing well down there all year. Tyler Johnson uh, just seems to do a lot of work around the net. You wish he had a lot more of that around around the roster yeah for sure you know he's been great since day one uh, in all areas and uh you know it's great to see him get on the score sheet because the last game or the last few games he's had great opportunities and hasn't gone in and uh maybe this is a sign of good things for him uh a little bit of luck around the net and but he works for it he, it's not just luck he you got to be in the right spots and and do the work like you said and he does that so i'm glad he got rewarded tonight and hopefully it's a good um you know kind of lead by example for the rest of the guys uh, that he always does the right thing says the right thing and uh, keeps his control in the game uh, so he's a good leader for us right now that's head coach luke richardson after a 4-1 loss to the dallas stars for the blackhawks if you'd like to join us 312-981-7200 we're going to play some sound from alex vlasic in just a moment but i want to get to a few of your texts first uh, from the 708 area code a team always sticks up for their goalie who gets run over how come the Blackhawks didn't do anything after Stalock was ran over by a Dallas player? Um, did you see the fight? I mean, Connor Murphy got in a pretty heated fight with Ty DeLandria. Um, honestly, in real time, I, I thought he had won that fight, landing more punches. It almost looked like he, he caught DeLandria's arm more than uh, anywhere else on his way down. But either way, I mean, Connor Murphy, uh, a tough guy, uh, a leader both vocally and by example for this Blackhawks team. And I 
thought he did a good job of standing up for him. Uh, and 630, area code Joe, please help. I don't know if I can help you with this, but I'm going to read it anyway. San Jose, oh, and I just got another text from 630. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Uh, Joe, please help. San Jose is clearly losing games intentionally if you watch their games with zero effort. Please tell me why the NHL does not stop this. Not fair to the Hawks and NHL integrity. Um, the next text was basically the same. Uh, listen, I, I know San Jose has no regulation wins this month. Um, I, I, I'm not in San Jose's locker room. I cannot comment on them at all about whether or not they're playing with uh, any desire to actually win the game or not. The Hawks aren't the only team in a rebuild right now. These other teams that are uh, the San Jose Sharks, the Blackhawks, obviously the Columbus Blue Jackets are in the conversation. I don't think heading into this year, though, they were really anticipating the rebuild. I mean, they just got Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, teams like Arizona have found themselves a little bit higher in the standings than I think they would have expected to. Uh, Montreal a little bit higher as well. The Anaheim Ducks is a better example. 56 points so far this year. They're two points more than the Blackhawks. I don't know how you stop it. We, we've had this conversation before, and I think somebody called in once. Uh, how do you stop incentivizing a team intentionally trying to lose? And I, I don't think that that's cut and dry the case. Um, obviously, that's Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner's stance. Right now, what the Blackhawks are doing is they're in a rebuild. They are... They're they're trying to create a winning culture with a roster that we're not quite sure is going to be very similar with the next winning Blackhawks team. It's not the coaching staff's job to rebuild. It's not the players' job to rebuild. I guarantee you the San Jose players are not trying to rebuild. Again, everybody is playing for a job whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, whether it's with that team or with that organization or not. I don't know how you change it. I mean, the the NHL draft lottery already takes out the certainty of landing the top draft, draft pick even if you finish with the least points, right? We've been through this. Even if the Hawks do fall all the way at the bottom of the standings, they're not guaranteed the number one pick. You are given a better opportunity, you're given better odds, but nothing is guaranteed. And again, it's not players' responsibilities to rebuild. It's not coaches' responsibilities to rebuild. They're going out there and trying to win, trying to do their jobs, trying to do their jobs well. Um, I don't know how you change it. I, I, I pose the idea of maybe winning percentages once your team is officially eliminated from the postseason, but that can get tricky with math, because, you know, let's say a team gets eliminated three games before the season ends, and then they end up winning all three. So it's all very intricate. It's all very tricky. But let's be honest, every sport at some capacity is also doing this. I mean, look at the Chicago Bears. But also, look at how happy Bears fans are right now. Look at all the hope and excitement that's going on in Bear fandom right now. That is something the Blackhawks are trying to capture. And so far, I feel like they've done a good job with what they can do right now. And that's in terms of getting their general manager and getting their head coach. Because 
that's what they can, that is who they can acquire right now to hopefully be here for the next successful Blackhawks team. Again, Alex Vlasic, his first game back at the NHL since last season. Let's hear what he had to say from the media. Yeah, yeah, that one, that stung for a while. Uh, I couldn't really, like, stand on my foot, but, yeah, I'm all better now for sure. Was that the same foot from earlier in the year? Yeah, just a little different spot. So, yeah, luckily I skipped out on that one. Got a win for a second, think I'll go not again. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. It was uh, that would not have been uh, good. So yeah, hopefully it's uh, healing pretty quickly. Tough, tough uh, to have the first two periods you, you guys did, and uh, you know, kind of stay in this one. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're a good team over there. They're uh, you know they're pushing for playoffs, so uh, it's always going to be a tough. Uh, tough fight against a team like that, but um, yeah, I mean, first game here. Uh, I don't really know, you know, too much about how uh, how the season's been going, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the guys did a good job, kind of sticking together, staying positive. What can you gain from this experience now, coming up at the end of the year? Um, I think just kind of seeing where I fit in. I think I played pretty well tonight, so um, you know, I kind of continue that, and um, you know, hopefully, kind of prove myself as a full time NHLer. We talked about how you were kind of using the AHL time to experiment more and grow your comfort zone. Were you able to implement any of that in this first game? Um, not too much. I don't think. I think we we're kind of playing a little, little bit of defense there uh, tonight. But yeah, hopefully soon, just kind of skate with the puck a little bit more and um, have a little bit more confidence with the puck. I meant to ask you earlier. Uh, did you joke with uh, Lucas about uh, beating up his uh, cousin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a couple laughs about that. He. Uh, he didn't mind it though. He said he said good job. So I think it was a, yeah good for me. Yeah. Where, where do you feel like your game has grown the most this year? Um, I think just kind of like uh, we talked about earlier, just a little bit of confidence with the puck, um, but also just playing defense, playing that shutdown role. I think I did a pretty good job with that tonight. Just kind of um, you know making stands when I could and breaking it up with my long reach. So um, yeah, I think overall though I've, I've improved quite a bit down there. You feel more confident than last year in your rough? For sure, yeah. Just just more comfortable with uh, you know with the team, with the environment. Uh, it's not as uh, you know it's not as scary at first. So that's definitely been uh, really uh, really nice for me so far. Again, probably all the things you want to hear from Alex Vlasic, or at least all the things that you want to see as well from this guy rejoining the Blackhawks at the NHL level and, and doing those types of things like using his big body. Uh, getting more comfortable at the NHL level, and apparently fighting Lucas Reichel's cousin. Great to hear another but positive exchanges after that as well. We're going to take another break. We're going to hear from Tyler Johnson, though. He scored the Blackhawks' only goal. Play some highlights for you as well. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars 4-1 to tonight. Into a text from the 779 area code. And again, if you'd like to join us, call or text 312-981-7200. Uh, from the 779, your tank fan texters from 630 might want to check the NHL scoreboard. Sharks are winning one nothing in the second period. Yes, that's true. I actually uh, checked that during the break just now. Looks like a one nothing lead for San Jose with 10 minutes left in the second period. Okay, go Sharks. Uh, Columbus already with a loss to the New York Rangers earlier today. Uh, also from the 773, great program, John and Troy. Well, that seems a little personal. Kudos to Richardson and keep his staff moving to keep them motivated. I hear you, though. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Let's hear from the only guy that scored a goal for the Hawks tonight, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't play well at all, so um, it wasn't just the first two periods, kind of the whole time. A relief for you though, to find the back of the net after the last game where you got robbed a couple times? Uh, obviously been a tough stretch, but... Uh, would rather score when it actually matters. So um, I don't really care, to be honest with you. How, how tough has this light, latest stretch? Can kind of hear it in your voice as far as what this latest stretch has been for you guys? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been been uh, pretty difficult. Obviously, it's uh, well, it's tough all the way around. You're not getting the results. Um, you know, the road trip we were on. It just kind of seems like everything's kind of just building up, and you just have a lot of lot of on your uh, shoulders right now. But you know, we got to relax a little bit. We have to, you know, instead of getting upset and mad, you know, you kind of have to just find it within each other to kind of play for each other and be happy and try to make things a little bit more fun. And um, you know, hopefully, uh, we get some a little bit of time here finally to get away from the rink. Uh, you know, be with the families and everything. Hopefully, you can come back to the rink for the next game and um, be ready to go. How was it having Jonathan Tate back on the ice? Yeah, I mean, obviously we miss him a lot. He's he's a guy that, uh, you know, I, at least for me, every time I see him, I just smile. He's just, you know, he has that persona. He has that, um, you know, that it about him that uh, just makes everyone a little bit happier. So it's great to see him around. Uh, you know, we've been seeing him in the locker room here and there. Obviously with the road trip, we didn't really see him. But, um, you know, hopefully he continues to feel better. And, you know, we, we'd love to get him back on with us uh, full time here. A lot of you guys have had to fill his shoes uh, to the extent you can. How is Athens see you adjusting to center? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's playing well. I think he's uh, had center before. Um, you know, he obviously has played with Rex quite a bit lately. Losing Kershey is tough and, uh, you know, trying to fill that void. But we finally got Bjork back, and he's been playing well too. So, um, you know, it's just kind of the, the motto lately. We've been uh, losing guys here and there, but guys just kind of have to step up. What did you think about the plan, Glenn Denning running in the Stalock? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I think that, I, I don't think, obviously, it's intentional. I, I know Glenn Denning, and I, I know he's not that kind of a player, so I, I'm not saying that, but it is a hard play. Obviously, Stalock having, um, you know, the, the problems that he's had this year that he's dealt with, obviously, it's upsetting to see, but it's just one of those things that, you know, I, I don't know if... Uh, there's really anything we could have done except for you know the PP be a little better and not allow that to happen. So um, it's just an unfortunate play all around, and um, you know it's tough to see. Did, did the official give you an explanation on the unsportsmanlike? I saw you talking after. Well, yeah, to we speak for Alex and just. Well, we didn't actually. I didn't see what happened. I didn't see why he got thrown out or anything like that. But uh, obviously. Styles was a little upset, and I think he has a right to be so. And um, you know, I, I guess it was just to the point where the ref thought that uh, you know he needed to be out. So um, it is what it is. I mean, it was a four-one game, so it's kind of one of those things that uh, you know you don't argue too much. You just kind of kind of have to move on. Tyler Johnson finally getting rewarded. He had five shots on goal on Sunday, but he does pick up a goal tonight ending his 14-game goal drought. We've got one more break to get to. When we come back, we'll take a look around the NHL. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars 4-1. to Let's wrap up this Blackhawks postgame show. Hawks fall to the Dallas Stars 4-1 to tonight from the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. It's time to take a look around the NHL, and we start at the Madison Square Garden. Here's Kane on the left-wing side, and this time he snipes it. Up over the right shoulder of Michael Hutchinson just at Madison Square Garden. That is Bob McElligot of WBNS 97.1 FM, The Fan, and 1460 Columbus of Columbus Blue Jackets Radio. As we mentioned, the Rangers picked up points in now 10 of their last 11 games, a 6-2 victory over the Jackets as Columbus continues to have the least amount, I should say the second least amount of points in the NHL. They have 53. They are currently tied with the San Jose Sharks. More on them in just a little bit. Let's go to Philadelphia. 
out Ristolainen. Now deals it for Hayes. Hayes holding on. Around behind the net. Fires are changing up. The pass is out the front. He scores! Jim Jackson of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Frost with two goals in that one. As the Flyers finish up a seven-game homestand with a 3-2 win against the Montreal Canadiens, Philly improves to 29-32-12. Let's go to the TD Garden. Tomasino works the right side for Nashville. Back to Fabro, who quickly shovels over to the left. And a shot of the score! That's Pete Weber of WPRT-FM 102.5. The game, great to hear him back on Nashville Predators Radio. They end the Bruins' eight-game, rather seven-game winning streak and deny the Bruins of picking up a franchise record 58th win of the season, a rare home loss for the Boston Bruins. Again, 2-1 in favor of Nashville. Let's go to Carolina. Here's Kucherov. Try to center it. Gets it back to Sergeyev. Sergeyev with a flip out. Stamkos scores! Man, with the Tampa Bay Lightning in need of a win, and they did get one. Dave Randorf of Bally Sports Sun. As the Lightning end their four-game losing skid, salvage their road trip with a 4-0 shutout over the Carolina Hurricanes. As Carolina wrapped up a four-game homestand, Lightning improved to 43-26-6. Let's go to Detroit. Here comes Valeno, left circle, the feet down low, pass in front, a one-time shot, wing score! Ken Cal of 97-1 FM, the Red Wings ending a three-game losing skid at home with a 7-4 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That ends Pittsburgh eight-game point streak and also denies the Penguins of their fourth straight win against Detroit in Detroit. Let's go up to Canada and Calgary. Here's Defoli in the far corner. Back to the blue line to Anderson. Top of the near circle, Lindholm shoots off a body. Rebound, they score! Andrew Majapani picks up a loose puck in front and rifles it right into the roof of the Kings net. That is Derek Wills of Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Calgary Flames with a 2-1 victory over the L.A. Kings and ending the Kings' 12-game point streak, which was a franchise record. Let's go to Vegas. And here's McDavid with a step. Hits the brakes for Dreisaitl. Oilers' power play continues. Nugent Hopkins for Bouchard. Back for RNH. Down low. McDavid centers in front. They score! Leon Dreisaitl pops it home! That's Steve Levy of ESPN. The Oilers right now with a 6-3 lead over the Vegas Golden Knights. They're in the second intermission, so just 20 minutes left for the Knights to try and come back, win their fifth straight game, and nine out of their last ten. How about San Jose? Breger walks in. It deflects to the net. Hellebuck cleaning it up. Now Zetterlund will swing it behind the net. Peterson in front. They score! Noah Breger! And the Sharks are on the board! And it's still a one nothing lead for the San Jose Sharks. Four minutes left in the second period. Randy Hahn of NBC Sports California. Our final highlight is our next game preview, and it comes from St. Louis. And now Jacob Brana, he walks it back in, leaves it for Shen. Shen to Brana, wide open, and he scores! John Kelly of Bally Sports Midwest. The St. Louis Blues with a 6-5 overtime victory over the Vancouver Canucks, handing Vancouver its first loss in their last four games. St. Louis trying to get back on a point streak after seeing their five-game point streak come to an end on Sunday. Hawks will host the Blues on Thursday at 7.30 here at the United Center. Our FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show at 7 o'clock right here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. 
ComEd, ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios. Brendan Rook and Ben Anderson, our production crew, along with our tireless Krista Flores Engineering. Here at the United Center, Jack Heinrich was our reporter. Our Hall of Fame engineer was Paul Zerang. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James against Hawks Fall to the Dallas Stars 4-1. We'll talk to you on Thursday when the Hawks host the Blues. Have a good night. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.